Thank you for joining us on Walking Between Worlds, a podcast produced by Culturebound. Our goal is to create conversation about elements of culture and to listen to the perspectives of others. Culturebound does not endorse a specific opinion expressed on this show, but values the discussions that take place. To learn more about Culturebound, visit culturebound.org or follow at culturebound.org on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Walking Between Worlds. I'm Kylie, one of your hosts for this podcast, and today I have on Terry Steele. Hey, how's it going? And Jacob Huey. Hello there. And this month, we are starting a brand new series on entertainment and culture. Um, And entertainment, we'll get into defining what that is, um, some of our patterns in consuming entertainment here in the States, um, and we'll look at some of those patterns and how they are different around the world. We will talk about different forms of entertainment, why we gravitate towards them, and what kind of genres we like. Why do we like them? Um, essentially asking the question, what, why do we like what we like? Is there a reason for it? Do we have a need for entertainment? Do, is it something we just want and gravitate to, towards? Um, why do we feel the need to be entertained? Um, and so those are some of the topics we're going to be diving into today as an introduction, and we're excited to jump into that with you. So I want to start off today and this series by getting clear on what entertainment is. I think there's a lot of ways this could go, and it's very similar kind of to our last series we did on vacation. Vacation is maybe a form of entertainment, yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are a lot of ways that we entertain ourselves, and it kind of comes back to that question of how do we want to spend our free time? Yeah. I think in addition to what can fit under that banner, I think um, in addition, how I often look at entertainment is what does it tell us? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things it does, it tells us about who we are, what we use for entertainment tells us, I mean, here's a simple thing. Look at Netflix or Amazon prime or Hulu. What are the top trending, uh, movies or shows right now? And I don't mean the, the junior hires who go on and glom on to certain trends. I mean, what are, what are the people really looking at? What are the t- trends in movies? Mm-hmm. Um, a, f- a couple of years ago, I guess about 15 years ago. It was everywhere was zombie movies, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so that that indicates something. So in some ways, they are a reflection of our thoughts. Yeah, they are. And I mean, creators, mm-hmm. what do they have to draw on? What people like. What people like and their experiences and their interpretation yep. of what's going on in the world. And so that seeps into the creation of entertainment media, movies, yep. music, books, video games, mm-hmm. et cetera. It's all in there. Yeah. So. When you dive into entertain something that's entertaining and you look at it for more than entertainment, you take that critical eye to-, to it. Yep. You can figure out a whole lot about culture and what a group might value or yep. where mm-hmm. we find purpose. Yeah. And I would even say like the the trends that the middle schools and high schoolers are reaching onto is still a signal of where yes. I guess even more so where culture is going. Yep. Because mm-hmm. they're trends for a reason. There's well, a reason why the next yeah. generation has latched on to these trends such as TikTok or stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Where you're actually looking at the medium as a part of the communication, not just what it's using, being used to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in large part, if you want to know where a culture is going, principle is if you want to know where a culture is going, listen to the artists. 
Mm-hmm. But in the same way as you have artists who are trying to push, are not just indicators, are trying to push culture in a certain way mm-hmm. or trying to draw about ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have other forms of entertainment that we would call a little more stable, but they are constantly changing like sports. You know, who's the top, top basketball team? What's the top ra- race uh, NASCAR driver? Um, Thank you. And there is, <laughs> dude, you, you've messed this up. And even the whole mechanics behind NASCAR or f- American football or college football, there are different mechanics behind all of it. And the, the people who enjoy that, it's not just the, the, the general idea of NASCAR. It's the mechanics behind it and the thinking. It's a very technical type of sport all these sports are very technical. You look mm-hmm. at the, the playbook that football players have to memorize. It's massive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, hey, we hear the positions and we do this. There are different forms of uh, play that every sport has. You know, are you aggressive, defensive, you know, run and gun, that type of stuff. And even that entertains us and tells us something about what we like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think entertainment is obviously one of the things that makes entertainment entertainment is stuff that entertains us it yeah. distracts us from the world around us for a second or it's it allows us escape. to have us fun it's an escape yeah. yeah so then so with that definition you then include social media or right. as we kind of said at the beginning is the idea that vacation kind of comes under this the idea of going out on adventures mm-hmm. um anything that um pretty much entertains which is in the name and then also, uh, but I think there's a level of it that at a certain level, those who produce entertainment mm-hmm. do it under an agenda. I think every yes. entertainment has an agenda. Now that agenda can be as simple as I want you to have fun while you watch this. Mm-hmm. Right. That's or still an agenda. This. It's still a goal. It's still you have an a agenda. Goal with what you're making. It's a goal. Yeah. Agenda is a loaded term. Goal is a more, I think, yeah. accurate yeah. Right. term. Yeah. And right. so, it is that desire, like people producing this content that hopefully is consumed, like an athlete or mm-hmm. a movie director or an author who create these mediums for us to have fun and be entertained, still do it with the goal either to teach us something or it could be just as simple as my goal is to make your life even just a little bit happier through an, an avenue of escape to mm-hmm. yeah. have fun. Suspended disbelief yeah. so they don't have to worry about those things. Mm-hmm. And even when that's the goal, you're still drawing on whether they're fantastical elements or what, they're realistic enough yep. that we can latch on to them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're drawing examples from real life, even if you're representing a person as a troll or whatever like right. you're bringing in a fantastical element to represent something real yeah and in many times some even some of the more leisurely movies books comics whatever um are there to have some sort of character arc which leads you to a moral of the story it's yep. very rare to have I've, I've seen one movie in my life i won't mention it there was no redeeming quality to the last two hours of my life I, I want those back. There are certain <laughs> video games that I've like, hey, why don't you, you know, people are like, play this. It's great with multiplayer. And I had to trade the game away because it was, I didn't want to play the character because there were, they were disgusting. They were horrible human beings that should have been locked up in prison. And if I was in the game, I would have helped people to put them in prison because it was awful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's type, that doesn't entertain me. 
that actually disgusts me, which again is a form of, I mean, it's, it's also, a form of novelty. It's a form of novelty, but it's disgusting, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm not willing to do that. But again, all those, it, it is telling a moral to the story. This is a horrible human being. You shouldn't hang out with them. But mm-hmm. so much, there are very few forms of entertainment that don't have some sort of a, um, aha at the end even sports has an aha at the end the hardest working group or the smartest group or the most clever group or the group that has the most cohesion yeah wins and you have a personal connection to some of the players because you follow them on social media or you yep. listen to their interviews you know yep. how far they've come and so it's kind mm. of that hero's journey even though it's a real person like you're walking them through you're walking with them through the story of their career and yeah. then you go, I, I'm reminded of U2. I've been a fan of U2 for decades. The gr- the music. Yeah, and yeah. they started out as, <laughs> as, as no, a... No, U2, uh, Kylie. No, as, as, a, as a garage band, and uh-huh. I was really into garage bands in the 80s. And you start hearing interviews with them, and you see what's going on in their life, and the struggles, and the ups and downs with the music industry. And, and you start learning about these people, and you follow the people not because of the sound of their band, but because of who they are. Mm-hmm. And that, again, is a form of entertainment that actually gets you close to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we love story. Mm-hmm. We love following stories, whether they are in real life or some fictional yep. telling of something. And we've, I think in our culture, that's super commodified. Um, we were yeah. talking with, uh, oh, with Mark, yeah. with our executive director here at Culture Bound, and he was saying that um, many cultures incorporate story into their regular communication. Yes. And I'm, I think we do that too, but Not we've commodified ex- yes. storytelling so much that it is... Yeah, it's more of this this separate thing over here. It's yep. not. We're very. We're pretty direct in what we're saying. We try to get it. We're efficient. very we're, low context. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas in other cultures, that is their mode of communication, and mm-hmm. in, especially in in oral societies. Um, very much so. Or stor- societies that don't have a written language. Yeah, because we've taken these stories. I, I think in America specifically, and utilize and leverage them more as a marketing technique. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. to draw yeah. people in, like I think it's of, like shock factor. Like, yeah, well, how much attention can you get? Well, not just even shock factor, factor, but yeah. relatability. I know the the NASCAR scene, so I know that's how NASCAR drivers are talked about. Is mm-hmm. is a level of yes, their driving capability, but also how marketable are they? How willing mm-hmm. are they going to be? Yeah. Work, uh, mm-hmm. How good are they going to work with sponsorships? Uh, Kyle okay. Larson recently ran to the same issue because of his what he did last year, um, using. Uh, a racial slur. Oh, okay, yeah. And was suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. He came back on. He still only operates under the main sponsorship of um, Hendrick Cars, which he drives for Hendrick Motorsports. So that's okay. this full sponsor. It wasn't until just recently that Valvoline finally spoke. Because so, it's a matter of marketability. Okay. Because mm-hmm. who, yeah, like... It, who's going to get the most exposure Yeah, who's going to get the this? most exposure yeah. and who is going to be a good face to these sponsors? And I could yeah. imagine... It wouldn't surprise me if we had the same conversations going on with football players, basketball players, mm-hmm. athletes, of just, it's, it's, it's now two steps. It's no longer yes. just about your pure raw ability to play whatever you're going into. It's about your level of markability. It's about mm-hmm. your story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's gone so many different levels now with social media. We talk about the Star Wars story. I grew up as an original fan. They, here's a little interesting thing. Lucas made 
most of his money with Star Wars, not on the films or the or the books or whatever, but on the toys. Mm-hmm. And that was they knew how to market it. And now it's all over the place. And um, last year, uh, an actress who is very conservative had made some comments on social media that are debatable on whether they are out of line or not. But she got fired right. because of that. And most of the fans that I've heard really thought it was unjust the way she was let go. And other people who said similar things were not let go. And so there has been a campaign now for since February mm-hmm. to get her rehired and I look on the internet and every other day it's Gina Carano coming back to Star Wars. And I'm like, when I see her on screen, I will believe it. Right. But that it has caused an entire firestorm. story to. Right. But here's the fun thing. Before she got fired, they had action figures, really high end, really expensive action figures coming out for her. And then they Mm -hmm. discontinued to them. You can find those online at like four times the markup and people are making money over a fired actress. Mm-hmm. Um, on her, and these are really high quality action figures. And you just go again; it's marketability. Yep. And I appreciate the woman. She's a really good actress, and I like what she she does her work on. Um, and going on, ironically, she wasn't on the internet much prior to that, except for yeah. a little social media. She's been guests on so many different shows now, and she's gotten even bigger following because, because of all of that drama, right? And because she's she's actually been befriended by a bunch of YouTubers yep. who have a certain fan base and she's glommed onto that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the idea of marketability. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're now talking about a Star Wars franchise that most of this has nothing to do with the franchise. It has to do with the personalities that have come out of that in social media and the hubbub about yep. all these things. So and it's, 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 you're looking at so many different levels of, communication and meta communication it is astounding it's mm-hmm. hard to keep track of yeah so i think that kind of leads to my next question of why do we like what we like <laughs> why are we so attracted to the drama of something or the storyline happening or this new novel phenomenon if whether it's tiktok or some social media yeah. platform or the new marvel movie that's coming out or right. whatever it is i I'm an old school dude where I'm, I'll do social media because I have to at certain points, but give me the old basic model of a movie or uh, a comic or a novel, and I get swept away with the hero. Ironically, I was playing a video game at one point, and my wife said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to save the world from a dragon. <laughs> and she's like, okay, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be the hero, or I want to associate with the hero because... It's not that my life is boring, not at all, but I will never be able to go out and fight a dragon. Right. So it gives you, it gives you that uh, heroic feel. Right. It's a secondary or secondhand yeah. heroism, basically. And yeah. there are so many different forms you can do that. Video game, book, mm-hmm. movie, television, Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop gaming. I mean, yeah. just on and on and on. And there's a certain type of guy and gal that are drawn towards that mm-hmm. um yeah i was talking with my sister who was studying she was taking a class on mythology and we were i mean talking mm-hmm. about the hero's journey and um she had to, she wrote a paper she had ended up being on the legend of zelda and we both wow. we both Amazing. love breath of the wild and that is probably one of the most mm-hmm. successful zelda games that's been released recently okay um and the reason I, I mean, it's debatable, but yeah. <laughs> it was really popular for a reason. 
um, which is that in that game specifically, Link is the hero you choose to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You can, there are multiple ways to finish that game. Yep. You don't have to follow the plot of the game. Mm-hmm. You can go directly to Ganon and kill him. Wow. Like, if you feel skilled enough to do that and you have the materials, you can just go straight to Hyrule Castle and finish the game. And It'll there are people who... It'll take you a couple hours. Right, but there are still people who will, you know... Speed go run on, and stuff yep, like that. speedrun it and make money off of speedrunning it because they're streaming it and it's wildly Which is successful. a whole different Whole other conversation. Whole different <laughs> right? entertainment thing going on there. But my point is, it's so personable. It's so, like, you yes. have so much choice in that game to finish it how you want to finish it. Yep. You're you're projecting your own self into that game quite yes. literally and being the hero that you want to be. Yeah. And I, I th- think there's something really attractive about that to us. Yeah. Totally. I think there's a level that what makes it enjoyable is a level of reliability. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we we spent time talking about movies and and video games of how like we like and I concur like that's why one of my favorite series is Mass Effect. It's like you get to Oh completely write the hero story yep the mm-hmm. way you want it you can make him this hardcore ruthless calculus war hero or this diplomat mm-hmm. yep um your choice it's how you kind of like write the story. skyrim or oh completely fall- is it yeah. fallout like that too a yeah bit? very yeah. much okay. so yeah. yeah and i think the same can be said about sports like we get a level of involvement and that's why the stories are so important of these athletes yep because there's a bit of it's like hey i have that similar story and even when you go to cheer on like there's that level of engagement like i'm part of what's happening on the field yes Mm -hmm. even if it's unconscious i think if you ask most fans they'll recognize consciously like no like obviously like but although that's debatable, because I think COVID has shown how much a crowd plays into sporting events. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was um, watching an event the other day, a fighting event. It was the first time they'd been in front of a real audience in over a year. And it was just, you could see the look on the athlete's face. It was just like pure joy. Yeah. And these fans are just going out of their mind crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I think, because like I, the, the experience I relate to is, so... Uh, there's a driver in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. His name's William Byron. He, Bill Byron. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, growing up, a large part of his story that gets told time and time again on the uh, on broadcast is that part of his start to racing came from a service called iRacing. iRacing is a monthly racing simulation that you, as a commoner, can go and race. You just need a wheel and pedals and a computer that can run the program. Wow. And a stable internet connection. And that's all you need. And they've used his story to make it relatable of, because he obviously did more than just iRacing. But the way they market it is that they only highlight the uh, iRacing scene. But he did like all sorts of different cars like midgets and stuff like that along with his uh, iRacing. And it got to the point that some guy was like, hey, why don't you come to Charlotte Motor Speedway? We'll let you run a car for a few laps and see what's up. Wow. And sure enough, he ran a car for a few laps and boom, he's in a truck. And now he's all the way up to the to the top echelon. And he's, oh, he's like, uh, let me look it up real quick because he's young. He is 23 years old. No wow. way. Yeah. And so he is a young guy racing at the top league of NASCAR with a few wins under his belt now. And he races for Hendrick Motorsports. Like that's not, that's a Whoa. notable name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he races the twenty four now. 
So after Chase moved to the nine, William Byron moved to the 24. Wow. Um, but yeah, so they tell that story. Yes, because it's a great story about this kid who got into racing. But it's marketable. Why? Because there's a level of reliability of like, hey, you yeah. also race on ri- iRacing. So does this guy who races at the top echelon of NASCAR. Yeah. And you can be like him. You can do this wow. too. Yeah, you can do this too. There's a level of that that I think that's in maybe not so much in movies, but even then you're like, you're part of the ride. You're part of the journey yes. of mm-hmm. watching the hero succeed. Yeah, it's yeah. oftentimes you find that in specialty entertainment. NASA, NAS, uh, uh, NASCAR is definitely specialty. You could argue yeah. some of the main sports are specialty. Um, uh, I, I like to listen to a podcast where they are uh, seven voice actors um, mm-hmm. playing Dungeons and Dragons. And oh, yes. they have an mm-hmm. entire, and the, I followed all these characters and people fall in love with the characters. And it, it is like watching a, a movie where you don't know what's going to happen next, nor do the actors and actresses. And it is, I, I'm hooked. I'm absolutely hooked because I'm now in love with these characters. Mm-hmm. And it makes me want to listen to the interview with the voice actors and actresses. And these are high-end, high-end uh, 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 voice actors and actresses. And you love their story and start to associate the person's story with their characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have debates. No, 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 Jester's better than, you know, Vexalia. No, 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 it's the other yeah. way around. And- well, and you could say that with, like, um, mainstream stuff, too, like with Marvel. Like yep. we've so attached Robert Downey Jr. to Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't imagine can- anyone else. Right, exactly. So that's I think that's true for for all kinds of stuff. Every every mainstream character, Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. Oh no! Seeing question. him in anything else is like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be this little yep. wizard kid. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then even what you brought up with, with the D and D podcast that you listened to, um, that's almost that same level happened when Civil War came out, where oh, yeah. it was a question yes, of yes. whose side are you on? Yeah. No, you, there's no question. Yeah. No question what so, side I was on. <laughs> but there was a there was a level of questioning of like whose side are you on, and then it became, again, another marketing technique because yep. it was a matter of whose side are you on. I had mm-hmm. debates with friends on that, mm-hmm. and some still think I'm crazy. Iron Man, are you kidding me? <laughs> nah, Cap. He's always been my man. So throughout the rest of this series, we're going to be talking not necessarily like topic by topic, because I think <laughs> we could talk a lot about this subject of entertainment. Oh my, we yes. could go on for hours and hours. And do. And we do. <laughs> we do in our spare time. <laughs> so, yeah, very meta. Like this conversation about entertainment is entertaining oh, to us. <laughs> but we do want to mention we're going to be talking about all different kinds of genres, all different forms of entertainment. Music, movies, art, sports, games, video games, other activities, all these things. And some of these stories transcend all of them. So we're like, how do we split this? <laughs> how do we split this up when we're planning it out? Yeah. Um, we're just going to do three parts this series. We've got five weeks in August. So um, we've got three um, body episodes to work through with you guys. Um, next week, yeah. we... We'll likely be talking about the purpose of entertainment. We'll talk about some specific themes in 
books, movies, et cetera, that touch on and reveal some of our values. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about some, like what kind of things tend to stand the test of time when it comes yeah. to entertainment. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Walking Between Worlds. There are several ways to stay up to date with what we're doing through this podcast. You're more than welcome to follow us on social media. We're active on Instagram. Our username is Walking Between Worlds Podcast. So you can go ahead and find us there. We also have a Facebook group that is attached to Culture Bound's Facebook page. If you visit that page, you should see the opportunity to join the Walking Between Worlds group where you can interact directly with us there. You can also join in the conversation by visiting anchor.fm slash walkingbetweenworlds. And there's an option on that page to record a minute long message, including your thoughts or questions for us here at the podcast. And you may even hear that clip on a future episode as we respond to it. So again, thank you for listening. We hope to hear from you and we will see you next week.